Hello? Hey, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Nothing about you. I'm good. How are you? Eh, what? you was, that the right, was that the right response? What's going on? Nothing. You? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The older I get, the more... I don't know. I feel like I guess you just... I don't know. I guess you just supposed to tell me how you doing, but I mean, you just said nothing much. How are you? Yeah, I just got in grocery shopping. Now I'm like trying to clean up. I had a really eventful day planned, but I fell asleep. So just so tired. What were you going to do? I was going to do my budget because I haven't, and I'm sure it's depleted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. laughing at your pain. but just <laughs> Do some more things. I got some work to do. I, it was supposed to be due, I think, at five. I haven't checked my work email, so that's that. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. Just bad time management on my end. Got you. What's been going on in your life? Well, um, I've been uh, getting some stuff together. I was asked to do a mural today. Ooh. Um, it's my first time ever doing a mural, so... I have been looking up videos on like paints to use. I went to the paint place here, and, you know, talking to the paint guy. You know how people in the store try to get, make you spend like the most money, and <laughs> I'm a little cheap. But um, you know, I was just looking at stuff. But the person, the people said they'll pay for the paint. So I mean, that's a plus. Um, I got that going on. Um. Got my stuff in the June show going on. I'm trying to get my stuff ready and prepared for all that lovely schnaz and coming up with more work so that I can put it in that show. So I've just been uh, drawing and making work, making artwork. That's about it. No, that's fine. Damn. It's a new level. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm laughing. <laughs> I don't know because like it's like I'm really uh the closer the, the show is coming to like coming here and I know it's like in June what's this month April May hey I'm like a whole month away and it's like I'm just getting so nervous why? <laughs> and I have no idea why but it's just nervous because it's not like I haven't like portrayed like did uh, it's not like I've never done other shows before but it's like I'm I'm about to be sitting there. People are gonna be walking through, asking me questions, and like talking to me and stuff about my artwork. And it's just like I'm just so nervous. That's all. No, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, you're gonna it's do like, it. It's like a good nerve. It's not like a like a bad nervous. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's why I'm laughing. Keep <laughs> me to whatever. It's just I guess it's, uh, some type of I guess coping mechanism. I guess I don't know. Right. right. <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Now We're Dozy Pod, where we are trying to become better adults. Um, I'm one half of your host, Kyron. And I'm the other half, Monique. And thank you guys for listening. <laughs> so this week's topic is communication. And manifestation. So I guess we could start with communication. So Monique, how do you feel about, do you think communication is truly important in one's life? And this, we're talking about all aspects of not life, not like the relationship or nothing like that, but just in just life in general. So what do you think, what is your 
thoughts on communication? Uh, uh, that's an interesting question. I think that the, I think that if someone said that communication was not an important part of life in all aspects, we should really send them to therapy. Um, but no, communication is very important in all aspects, whether it's work, having kids, being in a relationship, being in platonic relationships, going to the store. Because if you literally just can't communicate with someone, what are you doing? You know, like communication is very essential. So I'm a little, what do you think? I mean, I truly do understand everything you're saying, but I also think, though, this, too. So, I feel like this is kind of maybe a little interesting. So, communication is key. It's the key to life and all that stuff, but what about when you're communicating? Can you just get, just, can there be a point in your life when you just communicate so much to somebody that all of a sudden they're just not getting it? So, what happens when it like, where does comprehension fall into that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can communicate with somebody and be like, hey, I want A, B, and C. But it, if they just heard A, or if they just understood A and C, what can you do to communicate something uh, more to that person to let them comprehend that you want B, too? You know what I'm saying? Right. But I don't feel like it's... So, I don't... Th- I think that communication is still important, but when you're communicating with someone that's not trying to understand that can be a challenge but if you're trying to communicate with somebody and they're only understanding one and two things not the third thing or only a portion of things um i would just say literally just break it down for example whenever i talk to mainly men i don't ask them three questions at once i don't even bring up three subjects at once i take it i take it very slow one question at a time time. Okay, because if I bring up multiple topics or multiple questions, only one or two of those questions will be answered. So I just take it <laughs> one topic and one question. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes well, sense. Are you having a trouble communicating with someone? Mm, no. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, 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 no. No. Um, I, I, personally speaking... Well, I guess in past relationships, I've had times where I just couldn't, I feel like people just wasn't getting it. But I feel like what you said earlier, that's just maybe a choice that they maybe didn't just want, they just didn't want to, they just didn't want to listen. Right. I guess at that point, you just have to do whatever fits for you, either break it off or just continue on in that situation. And I chose to break it off. But I mean... I don't know. I guess that was just a very important question because I just feel like sometimes you just sometimes people just don't understand things, you know? Like yeah. you communicate and like they just I'm talking I guess I'm talking about for truly people who really just don't just get it. You know? Yeah. And I'm not I don't think it has to like question their intelligence, but they just don't it's just something whatever you're communicating to that person, they just won't be able to comprehend on what you're saying. So I guess yeah, I feel like, you know, communication is important, but they also got to be able, whatever, whoever you're communicating that subject to, they got to be able to comprehend it as well. Yeah. No, and I think that's the thing is communicating with someone that wants to understand and then making sure that they can comprehend what you're saying by asking, asking them questions like, do you understand what I'm talking about? Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 so yeah i just feel like um 
I feel like in all aspects, like you said earlier, all aspects, communication is just really important. Like, I mean, honestly, with us, even though we missed a week and it was just me, like y'all, me and Monique know each other for years. But like in life, you know, you do slip up and don't communicate to somebody. But when you know somebody and you know how they want to be communicated to, you know, mm-hmm. just communicate. Mm-hmm. Very important. Very important was, in all aspects of life. I was actually talking to my therapist when I was going to therapy. And she was like, hey, what do you think are, you know, important factors of our relationship? And I actually talked about this in a previous podcast we did. Mm-hmm. And communication was not the first thing on my list. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, she was like, so you don't think that communication is important? She was like, it's interesting because communication should be the base of any and every relationship, right? It, right. The way you communicate is going to tell others how you guys will bond and xyz and it was very interesting because it wasn't hmm. my list but i do think that it is very important okay well, what was on your what was the first thing on your list face huh <laughs> you say face space right face face like outer space face <laughs> 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 so what was the second thing on your list? <laughs> Let me see if I can find this list real quick. Well, while you find that, I feel like the first thing on my list will honestly be communication. <laughs> and then um, after communication, if I had to pick three, it would be communication. Uh, I feel like honesty goes with communication. Does it? No. No, okay, so communication, honesty, and um, a job would be nice. A job would be nice. A job would be nice. <laughs> job would be nice. I think those are my first, my three things that I, I ex- would want somebody in a relationship to have, or just, I guess, around my circle. Because what's the saying? They say whoever you have in your circle is kind of a reflection on you. Is that how the saying goes? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of how. You know, I feel like when you have people who are, like, strong-driven in life, I feel like that kind of, like, you know, motivates me to, you know, maybe I do better with my life or something like that. So whoever, I just want good people like that around me. Oh, that makes, I can't find the list, but no, your list makes sense. Yeah. I like your list. I like it. Yeah. Communication first. Yeah. I don't remember my list, but it was, you know me. <laughs> yeah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said space. That was the first Lord one. Mercy. I said space. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. But um yeah, y'all, communication, because I mean communication is important because you're going to be doing it all through all aspects of your life. Like the first person, the really word communication, I feel like it stems from is your household. So however you, however you were raised and where you were raised around with your parents and all that, however they taught you how to communicate, that's kind of like the stepping stone on how you're going to communicate in the future. Or do you believe it might be something else? Can I say it again? Basically, how you were raised in your household and how they taught, how your parents taught you how to communicate mm-hmm. is basically going to be the way how you're going to communicate in the future. Yeah, it's very important. Your childhood, your upbringing is definitely going to impact what you 
how you move about in this society in life. Um, right. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, I mean, sometimes you definitely have to re you have to unlearn, you know, what your family taught you and relearn some other things. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I have as long to as you... unlearn some stuff and relearn some stuff, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's just fine. Well, do you want to speak on what you have had to learn and unlearn, or do you want to just continue with what? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not really, it's communication, but it's not like, I don't think it's really relevant to this particular podcast, but I think it'll be a, definitely an interesting podcast to have in the future. Oh, Because okay. you have to, like unlearn things from your childhood and then relearn them. Mm-hmm. You have? So I'm sorry, say that one more time. You said, have I ever relearned something from my childhood and what? Yeah, have you ever had to unlearn something from your childhood and then relearn it in your adult life? Um... Not no. Oh. I guess it would oh. <laughs> um I don't know. Maybe I guess maybe seeing like a certain crowd of people a certain way. Does that make if that makes sense? Like have going into going into the world with um with fog glasses on a particular in particular in a particular way, if that makes sense. And then realizing like, oh, you know, the world isn't as bad as what it might be portrayed to be, if that makes sense. I don't know. I think that's probably what I had to, that's probably what I was raised, how I was raised as, but I kind of had to learn as an adult in a way. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> My brain's still thinking about it, but... <laughs> well, you know, well, I, I don't know. I guess I just has something to do with parenting, because you know, your parents kind of just want you to be... Um, I keep saying parents. My mom um, just wanted me to um, um, be safe in the world and just like protect you from certain aspects of life. So when I say particular groups, you know, like I really didn't know that people can be drug addicts. Into I didn't know what a drug addict was, or like people who drink all the time. I didn't know what that was until I got to like high school, and I was like, oh wow, these are real people. But like. In a way, you you know they were always viewed as like dangerous people, but like all of them are not dangerous. Okay, you They're make a really great point. Fun people. You make a really great point. Yes. Okay. Yes. The way I grew up communicating was very effective for my childhood. This is a good example. Sorry to cut you off, but you fine because you didn't know that like drug addicts were a thing, right? Right. I had it in my family, so I knew. But that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 but that brings up a great point because in my family we had um gay people, transgender people, interracial relationships. So I thought it was normal, you know, like people just living their own life in their own little bubble, right? That makes sense. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was a problem until I got older. And even now I still can't understand like how someone being transgender or gay or whatever really affects you in your day-to-day life. But for me, like growing up seeing that, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. My my boy cousin is now a woman. No, it was just like, oh, yeah, he was a boy, now he's a girl. And he's a girl too, right. right? It wasn't anything that was just like. Just, you know, like, oh. Yeah, it wasn't whatever. something that was like shameful or hidden from me. So once I grew up, to me, it's that mm-hmm. people have a problem with it. Right. Um, I don't think people have a problem with it. I just think, I feel like people are scared of things they really and truly don't understand so it's like a combination of 
people, it's like a combination of they just don't understand, but they're also scared of it as well. People, this world is weird. And <laughs> that's all I have to say. Uh, but like you said, what what someone else does in their life doesn't affect you. So why should you care? Yeah, like as long as yeah. you're not killing somebody or murdering somebody, then like why are you in other people's business? <laughs> you know, this is a this is a weird world out there, y'all. Like, <laughs> Very <laughs> real weird world. But yeah. So I think for me, I guess it has somewhat to do with communication because I had to be able to communicate, you know, with drunken people. Because, you know, when I went out, finally went out to college, like you have to obviously, you know, you deal with people who are, you know, (laughs) drunk all the time. So, you know, I had to learn how to, I guess I really didn't have to learn, but, you know, I find it interesting just try to communicate with people while, you know, under the influence. You know, they'll just be open. And, you know, when someone's drunk, they'll tell you all their problems in business. So there was a lot of times I've been called to help a friend out because they were drunk. And I'll be the person that would uh, take their vehicle and uh, go pick them up <laughs> when they needed to be picked up. Or when I finally got my car, go get my car and go help them and take them out of certain situations so they'll be able to make it home. So that's all. I just learned communications through that route it might not be healthy but it's what helps me no and then i like how you're like hey y'all go party have fun and then call me for me i was like hey y'all i'm coming to party with y'all joint bitches like we go party together i'm gonna gonna record you so i can see what you look like in the morning when you're sober (laughs) well i mean that was like freshman most definitely freshman and sophomore year so like quick story time so I really didn't go party like that, like I said, to like, especially my freshman, sophomore year. Like, no, I didn't. But when I got injured, you know, uh, you know, things wasn't working out the way I wanted to. So I was like, let me just go out here and, you know, have fun and party with these young, cool cats and kittens and folk out here in these streets. So there was a house party going on and I was there. We went there with my friends, uh, house party going on and girls got in free and we had to, the guys had to pay. Now, mind you, it was like ten dollars an entry. However, um, they told me ten dollars, and I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> I had to pay ten dollars just to go in this house and go have a good time." It was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Huh, okay." Well, do y'all have food? They was like, "No, but we got some got some fried drinks, you know, man." I'm like, uh, "So you don't have food." <laughs> why would I pay somewhere ten dollars? Why would I go into an establishment and pay ten dollars when y'all ain't got no food? I find that a little odd. But um, anyway, a friend saw me at the door, and she was like, "Boy, y'all let him in," <laughs> and I got in. But I was just like, "This is crazy." But I ended up staying there, you know, having fun. I actually did have fun, y'all. I had fun. I stayed there, you know, did what all the cool kids did. And then um, I was like, this stuff is boring. So I kindly, me and my friend, I told her about it. I said, you know, can we go to Taco Bell or um, or something so we can go get something to eat? And she took me to um, what's the Waffle House. It was like my first time ever being there. And she took me there. And she was like, let's, <laughs> let's have a good time. So, and that's what we did. We left and... <laughs> Yeah, that's what it. That's about it. I just started going out and partying around that time, and 
I kind of found it boring though, but because all people did was just sit down on the couch and like had music playing. Everybody was in a everybody's in everybody's face just talking, but I just didn't understand why do y'all not want to just get up and like actually dance or do something else? Like, why are we just gonna sit here and just you know, anyway, it was a boring house party to me. I expected like the house party movies, you know, where everybody got up and danced and had a good time. Something, something <laughs> you said like what? That. Yeah, this one was um, very, you know, not. I think we got up, the girl got up and like danced, but everybody was kind of like looking at her. I would have got up and danced, but obviously I was injured. So, you know, yeah. But it was fun. I actually went out and had a good time. So, yeah. with some friends. I love hearing that about you. I love when you go out and have. Too bad we didn't go to school together. Too bad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've seen Snap. <laughs> Especially you and another friend of ours. Oh, yeah. You would have been outside. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so going back to the uh, subject of the end, y'all, communication, I guess in the, in the end, communication both to both of us is very important in all aspects. I feel like you just be honest uh, based off what you want from anything in your life and just speak up and just be proud about who, it, uh, who you are. Because at the end of the day, I mean... You're just speaking about yourself when you communicate. So, I mean, either they can just take it for how it is or they can just go on by their day. Right. So, so y'all just communicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. You want to hear about communication, so, though, real quick? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this weekend I'm to go with my sister, right? Mm-hmm. And guess who I've seen? Who? T.I.'s son. Now, I know he's not big yet, but I'm a big fan of his music, but this is, this is why I'm kind of in communication with it. So, I was there, and I seen him at his dad's museum, which is called the Trap Museum. So, I see him, I'm, I told my sister, I was like, hey, that's Damani. So, then Damani made eye contact with us, and he was like, y'all cute. He kept walking. So, we go outside. I'm like, hey, y'all, where's Damani? Because I need to talk to him. And the girls were like, oh, man, he's being, um, bougie he's not talking to nobody he's not taking no pictures you might as well not even try it if you see him because he's being real bougie mm-hmm. so i communicated and guess what i said what'd you say i looked at him made eye contact i said damani and i said i said one of his song lyrics caught his attention <laughs> and he pictures with us he wasn't being bougie he invited us to the studio and that's why i said communication is because those girls that was not communicating with him <laughs> You know what? You got you got a point. You got a good point about communicating, especially about when it comes to celebrities. So another story time before we move into the next subject. Uh, maybe like tenth or tenth or eleventh grade, my uncle had front row tickets to this. Uh, he worked for the Memphis uh, Grizzlies, whatever, and um, he got us tickets. So we we were out there on the court while like everybody was practicing so like while um i think it was at the grizzlies and i can't remember the other team but it was like uh crap griff the griffin boy this is so sad i am a yeah, fan of athletes and i really can't blake griffin thank you uh blake griffin and like deandre jordan and 
all these other athletes when they were like on the same team together at this time. So we went, me and my little cousin, we went to the game and, you know, we were just sitting there watching them, like taking pictures and all this other stuff. And there was the point after the game, you know, the game went on. We had our like pictures before they played and we went to take pictures after the game. So after the game, we're waiting for everybody to like get out. But these people, there was like a certain amount of people that was in front of us that was trying to get their pictures. And like the security guard that was standing there trying to like keep things down, he saw me and this my little cousin like sitting there being like, you know, trying to be patient, but we wasn't trying to be all extra like those other folks. But we kind of, I just kind of communicated to him and be like, hey, can you like get us in the front so that we can take pictures? Because he saw like how like rude and how jumpy like those other folks were being. So he was like, yeah, I got y'all. And he kind of like moved them out the way. <laughs> So that we can go to like the part of outside the locker room and go take pictures with people as soon as they got out, and they took pictures with us, and it was so nice. Exactly, so nice. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. you Got to communicate, <laughs> y'all. No, I remember that day because you came to school like the next day. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, you took pictures with Blake Griffin. You took pictures with Blake," mm-hmm. and you were like, "Hmm." Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I did that. I did. <laughs> I did. Yes, so it was fun times. But yes, y'all, so close now. This is my it's first time hearing the story. Because even I was like, dang, you took pictures of athletes? Like, and he was like, yeah. Yeah. So, y'all, <laughs> closed mouths. But my grandma used to tell me all the time, closed mouths don't get fed. So if you want something out of life, you better speak up. Oh, that's Because people can't read your thoughts. You got to speak that up. That is facts. But speaking of closed mouths not getting fed, that brings me into our next topic, which is manifestation. Yes. So whenever I was younger, I really wanted to be a, a news reporter, right? Mm-hmm. In my head, I was like, you know what? I'm going to work at this news station. I'm going to intern there. I'm going to work there. Like, this is what I'm going to do, right? I was like 18 years old at the time. Anyways, right. I happened to just be out, and I seen a news anchor at that news station. So I run up to him, and he's like, I'm black, right? And so he's like a little bit scared, like, yo. What is this girl doing? Right up to me. <laughs> but I like, hey, I'm in college. I'm going to study in broadcast journalism. Like, I really, 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 really want to, like, you know, and I was so excited. And he gave me the number. He was like, hey, contact this guy. Tell him what you told me and just see what where it goes from there. So I was like, bet. I literally called him immediately. And the same, the same day, the guy invited me to the studio for, like, a job shadow day. Mm-hmm. So I called my job. I'm like, hey, y'all. <laughs> I met my met my manifest and it's coming through. Like, coming through. Like, I, I can't come to work. So I took off that. And then after that, he was like, you know, we love your energy. How about we give you a paid internship? Okay. And then I was like, okay, best. But I didn't live in that city. So I was driving back and forth. But that wasn't a problem because I was like, hey, I'm trying to get it how I get it. And Okay. Yeah, and then afterwards, like, uh, the internship was over. He was like, listen, when you come to go to school here in two years, let me know, and the job is yours. He was like, the job is yours. We'll train you up. You've got it. So literally for two years, I still worked on broadcasting. I had all sorts of stuff going on, and I got to where I was going, and I never called him, right, because I was like, oh, it's been two years. He's not going to remember. But he seen me working at my Sam's Club job, stocking groceries. <laughs> He was like, I know you. And I was like, oh, yeah, we met. I interned, you know, two years ago. And he was like, listen, I told you. 
when you want it, the job is yours. And so literally, literally, he got my number. And that same day, he called me. He was like, hey, can you do an impromptu job interview? I said, huh? What? He was like, yeah, I need you to come in immediately. I'm like, I'm kind of, I was like, I'm kind of at work right now. Like, I'm working. You just see me on the floor. Like, I'm working. <laughs> Nonetheless, I let my job let me leave. I did my impromptu job interview and I got the job. Mm -hmm. I think that manifestation is very, very, very important as well as communicating because if you don't communicate with those where you like want to be, like if your mouth mm -hmm. is closed, you're just not going to get there. Right. You think you would. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, like you said, you know, communicating can lead you to um, good things in life. <laughs> And uh, if your communication and, and you what you're manifesting can end up leading to you to where you want to be in life. But um, yeah, it's important when for I guess for me for manifestation, um, you know, when I was younger, in my younger days, I guess I'm still young, young, but um, <laughs> when I was younger than what I am now. Um, I just always I played football, guys, so I just always wanted to be the best. At that time, I wanted to be the best at my school. And, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything or be cocky. But, I mean, I guess when I hit that point. Wait, wait, of, let's back it up. Best at your school as in, like, college or best at your school as in high school? We're talking about high school and then we're going to lead up to college, I guess. Okay. Um, but right now, high school. Uh, high school, I wanted to be the best at my school. And then there was a point in time where I actually did that, like, my sophomore year. And then, you know, there was a point where, you know, I feel like when you manifest stuff and you get to that point, it's always like, well, you kind of want more and more and more. Or I guess that's just maybe an athlete thing or you think it's just, what What do you think? Um, no, I think it's a life thing. A life thing, yeah. But like when you go into a certain part of your life and you make it there, you kind of like want more because it's like you already surpassed that. So what more can I do? So, you know, I kind of, when colleges started reaching out to me, I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to get, have these amount of scholarships and like have to go to school and don't have to pay for nothing. So, you know, I did that. Um, I manifested that because that's what I wanted. I wanted to be the best athlete that came from Arkansas at that time. And in a way I was. Mm -hmm. And but I didn't end up going to the school that I was really projecting that I wanted to go to. So in a way, I kind of feel like I failed to a certain degree because like what I manifested out of life and I guess kind of what I wanted, essentially, it didn't match up. I didn't I didn't go to where I wanted, basically. So um, it's like it was kind of a kick in the face or kicking the shin at that point, because like I did all this work and I manifested it. And like, it's not like I just was like at home and just didn't do nothing. I like I was, I y'all like when I tell you I didn't have a summer, I didn't have a summer at all. So I was always working on my athleticism. So when that just didn't match up when I went to college, it was kind of like wow, really. So in a way, I kind of ain't gonna say gave up, but you know, I was just kind of disappointed in myself. I'm just kind of didn't match know. up. What didn't match up? Well, I mean, I know I still went to school on a full scholarship and everything, but it's just that I didn't go to the school that 
I always managed that I always wanted to what go to. What school was it? Well, at that time, it was Mizzou in Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it just, you know, it just didn't work out. But, you know, the older I got, the more I understood that, you know, recruiting process is just a little different. And I was from a small town, obviously. Yeah. And I was going against, like, some big dogs. Yeah. It's like kids from, like, Florida and stuff like that that already kind of, like, knew the system and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was just a small town guy. So when it comes to recruiting, it's nothing but a huge numbers game. And from a small town, I mean, yes, I had great numbers to even be in the same sentence as most of those other athletes. But, you know, they still just went with the better answer at at that moment. Yeah. So I guess that was what I'm saying for me. You know, it, you know, for you, it kind of worked out. But in a way for me, (laughs) I just felt like, you know, I kind of failed because it's like I worked all this, I did all this work. And I mean, I went somewhere, but I didn't go to the places that I wanted to go. So, mm-hmm. okay. That was kind of hard for me, I guess, to really realize. Okay. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but, you know, freshman year came, college came, and I said, college came, and I was like, well, hey, <laughs> suck it up <laughs> you know your school is paid for everything's good so and then everything went well in college as well and I had new goals and new men- uh, new things and I succeeded those as well so you know yeah well so was your goal to like be in the NFL is that something that you were wanting to go or you just wanted to go to um Arkansas to just what oh my bad go ahead did you did you was your goal to like end up in the NFL though it was, um, but I think throughout my years, I started to realize that I, I think I just wanted a break, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I've been doing the same thing for my, that at that time in my life for uh, about 98% of my life. Yeah. Like, football was 98% of my life, like, yeah. truth be told. Um, and I just... I'm not gonna say I got tired of it, but I just, I guess I, I just needed a break. Yeah. And I guess if you look at my, if I, if people looked at my story and be like, oh, well, you had injuries, so technically that was your break. That is true, but um, I think I just, while I was injured, I saw that there's more in life than just football, and I can make a, I can do a, I can do more things out of life than just playing sports. Yeah. So I uh, took art more seriously and started making, you know, a business out of that and drawing for people on campus and all that type of stuff. So I think that's what happened to me. It was it was my goal to be in the NFL, but um, I think when I got injured, I think that's when it kind of everything kind of switched around. It was like, hey, you know, let's try a new goal. Yeah. Because, you know, it was always just. It would all. It was always just a, but you know, you need backup plans for your backup plan. So, my backup plan was, you know, art, and y'all it's going well so far. So, I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Have you ever manifested something and then you realize once you got to that point that like you just you just didn't enjoy it as much as you thought you were gonna enjoy it? Oh, uh, 
I mean, I guess you could say football to a certain extent, but I got to a point where I actually started to love it again when I got back on the field after my injury. So, yeah, I think it was more of just a in the spur of the moment type of feeling. Yeah. But what about you? Have you ever had that feeling where you, uh, has that ever happened to you? Yeah. I mean, it happens. I think what it taught me, though, is it's important to enjoy the journey. Like, for me, with broadcast journalism, I really wanted to do it. That's all I wanted to do. And so when I got to the news station and they were preparing me, um, I was graduating, but they were preparing me for the news anchor position. So once I graduated, I could just go right into my role as being a news anchor um, Mm -hmm. or news reporter. All right. Uh I don't want to do this. Oh, really? <laughs> no, what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But then it was kind of late because it was like, okay, well, dang, I just spent my whole entire college like trying to be a journalist, but I don't want to be a journalist. Like, this is not what I want to do. And I think that's the thing, too. I feel like, you know, oh, so you, okay, so I guess my question is do you just feel that's just a part of life in your mind where, you know, you just feel like it just wasn't for you in the end? Um, I don't think it wasn't for me because even now I kind of wish I would have just stuck with it, right? But mm-hmm. at the time, um, I didn't want. I was like, it's crazy because I spent so much time preparing for this, and then I'm mm-hmm. got it right, like. But it just wasn't something that I was like, no, nah. nope, this ain't for me. Well, I guess I guess I don't know. I guess the mom that I have, um, I guess she always told me if you ever feel unpassionate about something let me know so we can find your passion because you know I guess she's coming from perspective of just being you know being a black person in this world like it's already gonna be tough uh you trying to figure out what you want to do but you not figuring out what you want and you trying to go in this world you can't be that's just too much you gotta you gotta pick one or the other you know what I'm saying yeah so I think from her perspective, I think that's how she felt. Oh, man. That's, that's what's up. I, my mom ain't never told me nothing like that. Yeah, so that's why, like, when, when especially when majors came in the in the picture. Um, my mom, my mom was not excited about my major at all. She did not want me to <laughs> pick this major, be a studio art major. My mom was not for it because she was like, you will not be able to get a job. Right. And truth be told, I mean, um, she got a point to an extent, but the only reason, truth be told, the only reason why I got the job that I have now is because of my mother. She knew, I had in communication with some of her friends and they had a, this guy had a position open and that's how I got hired. But anyway, um, she just wasn't a fan of the major that I chose. So she was like, well, maybe you should do, if you like art, maybe become like an engineering and stuff like that. I said, well, that's too much math. I don't like math um, like that. Like, my mom is very, she was very on me about what you want to do. And if you change your major, you come to me first. She was like, don't even go to your advisor. You come to me so we can sit down and try to figure out what you like to do. Because what we're not going to do is you're not going to sit up here and waste all this free money that you're getting. Uh-huh. Just because you don't know what the hell you don't want to do. Right. Um. So... I guess for me, I guess I understand what you're saying, but I I feel like if you spend two years within something and you just feel like it's not for you, that's not a lot of time. I mean, that is a lot of time, but it's not like as lot of time as four years. So I can understand that, but 
Oh, no. I guess what I'm trying to say is just you need to figure out what, oh, yeah. for me, in situations, I feel like you just have to figure out what you want in the short amount of time. And if that's what you don't want to do, let somebody know. No, for sure. No, I didn't stick with broadcast journalism for four years. I definitely changed my major in college. Um, oh, okay. And so, like, they, they like, I was, it was, my major was PR, but I was still learning broadcast journalism. So I still could have been a news anchor. Um, but I was like, no, nah, that's not it. Right. Y'all thought, um, but when I did PR, because I also was a publicist for a nonprofit organization, I loved it. I was like, this is great. It's kind of boring, but it's great. <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. it would be much more fun and more enjoyable. But no, it's a good thing you got your mom to sit down and like talk to you. My mom never even asked me about college. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought she would have. Oh. Especially how like close y'all are now. I'm sure if I asked my mom, mom, what was my college degree, and she could not tell you. <laughs> mom, what did I even, what did I even go to school for? She can. <laughs> she couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you a thing. No, well, I'm sorry. Had that? No. Yeah, it's good that you had that. Yeah. Um, I guess you could. I guess based on y'all can kind of can tell that I'm somewhat of a mom and boy. So. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, but my mom did not play uh, when it came, especially when it comes to my money. Like, I told my mom that I was thinking about maybe, um, you know, quitting my job and starting with art. And she was like, well, you need to come up with, like, a business plan and all this other stuff because you can't get paid off your thoughts. <laughs> just have a point there. You cannot get paid off your thoughts. Yes, yeah, she does not does not play any games at all so yeah guys i guess uh in the end when it comes to manifestation obviously communicate based off what you want out of life you know but if you manifest something um like if you wanted to be a singer and like a singer like beyonce or britney spears and you're not doing the work to get to that point of where they're they're at what you do, whatever you're doing in your life right now should match up to what you're trying to manifest. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Which makes, so. and I know I'm not to piggyback on that idea. Whenever I meet people and they're like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, so what have you done so far to get to that point? They're like, Oh, nothing. And then they have a million excuses. And for me, I just try to tell them, I'm like, just say it's not a priority. Just say that that's right. a priority because the way I think about it is if you want something, you'll get it. You ain't never seen a crackhead that's not out here trying to work to get some crack. You ever seen? I'm for real. Hey, you cannot. <laughs> crackheads, are, crackheads are always a good good example because, like, they'd be out here. That is true. They'd be just doing crazy stuff. Like, hey, can you wash true. one tire for $5? Like, sir, what are you going to wash it with? Water and a towel. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, that's a good point. A drug addict is always going to find drugs. A football player is always going to find some way to incorporate football. For me, like, I like to sew, so I'm always going to find something to sew, whether it's a, a rug or a, a curtain, right? <laughs> if you really want something, you'll work to get it. That is that is true. That is true. Like, it doesn't matter how big it is. Even little bitty steps will eventually get you there. But for you to just do absolutely nothing, it drives me crazy. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I've had a, I was talking to a friend 
yesterday and I basically hit did, said the same thing you just said. Well, besides the crackhead part, but just the but I, whole I love- thing that must not be a priority. Just saying, telling them that it must not be a priority in your life because you're really not working that hard towards it. Um, if you come up with a million excuses, so <sighs> yeah, that makes sense what you said. <laughs> so, guys, just I guess have your stuff match up what you want out of life because you know I mean like your life is precious but you know it could end tomorrow I mean you never know and because this world is crazy and especially if you're black I mean I'm not trying to be rude or that person but it possibly could end tomorrow based off how the world is going so um whatever you want out of life just always put 110% in it and I'm pretty sure I think me and Monique are pretty sure that you might not be where you want to be but you'll be a step closer to where you want to be so just keep working hard out there guys and things will flourish and happen but um, is there any other lasting things you want to say Mo about that? No, nothing on my end I think we covered it for the most part yeah well guys um Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, now we're adulting pod. Um, we do have an email. It's called now we're adulting pod at gmail.com where you can ask us questions or concerns that you might have. Uh, we are free to listen. We'll respond. Whatever you want. Hey, we're, we're all ears. Uh, we do have an Instagram and a Twitter. You can check us out on there. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that I want to say. I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, thank you for listening. I uh, appreciate it. And y'all have a good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>